Welcome to the 80s and 90s Uncensored, the podcast about the 80s and 90s for people who care about that kind of crap. I am Milo Dennison. And I'm Jamie Fenderson. And today we're talking about Sinead O'Connor. That's right. And joining us on this journey through the past is an actual Irish person. Uh, (laughs) She is an actor, a writer, a comedian, and most importantly, my friend and co-host of the No Budget Podcast, Claire Milan. Hello. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. I'm coming all the way from the middle of Ireland. So we're all in different countries, the three of us. Um, yeah, we were just talking about that before we came on. <laughs> Modern technology. We just wanted awesome to prove music. that Irish people do, do in fact exist. Yes, They're real. we do. We have one on our show right now. Check it out. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not a leprechaun. <laughs> we, we, we talked about leprechauns on our last show, but it was the Lucky Charms oh. leprechaun. Okay, that's different. Sinead O'Connor is also Irish. Yep. She is He's very like a much so. Famous Irish person. Yeah. So yes. Sinead O'Connor. Um, so yeah. So I'm sure everybody knows who Sinead O'Connor is, and and uh, pretty much came to light in the '90s uh, with her album of "I Don't Want," "I Don't," "I Do Not Want What I Haven't Got," um, <laughs> and then that had the song "Nothing Compares to You" on it, which became number one, written by Prince, and of course, what really prompted prompted her to the um, limelight was 1992. She uh, went on Saturday Night Live, did a rendition of a Bob Marley song. And then at the end of the rendition, tore up a picture of Pope John Paul II, mm-hmm. which of course started, you know, old. that was back in the day of, of cancel culture there. Uh, people would destroy her CDs and, you know, she got death threats and they'd boo her. And so, uh, and basically what she was doing was protesting the sexual abuse that happened in the Catholic church which hadn't quite yet come out at the time, but we've since learned that it actually was in fact a problem that she experienced. Right. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was a good few years before it came out. So she was way ahead of her time. Like she's a highly, highly intelligent person. And that picture was actually her mother had it. It was her mother's picture. Cause if you, there's a brilliant book that came out last year called rememberings and it's um, Sinead Connor's autobiography. And I'd actually highly recommend everyone to read it. Um, so I, I read 25 autobiographies last year. <laughs> well, I listened to them. <laughs> so I read everything from Sharon Stone's one. I kind of became a bit, a bit addicted to autobiographies. Um, but her one was my favorite. And I'd highly recommend everyone to get it on Audible because she just has a brilliant way of narrating her story. She narrates um, it. Yes, she oh, does. And she just has this amazing there's a lot of humor in it and and kind of sadness as well and just the way she narrates it she's one of the best because in other ways some narrations in audible they're not great she's not be great writers but the narrations can destroy it but mm-hmm. she's just the way she tells her own story you can you can tell she's reliving parts of it and she, she laughs at certain parts of it as well so i recommend anyone listening to this listen to her autobiography rememberings on um, audible or i think it's available on a few different platforms but it was brilliant Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you pretty fascinating gal? Yeah, she was. Yeah. Like, I mean, talk about a tough life. So correct me if I'm getting anything wrong here, Claire. So when she was like 14 or 15, she got sent to the Magdalene Asylum, which yes. was basically for wayward or promiscuous youth. And they, they basically, the clergy ran that and they 
kind of abuse the children there. Is that right? Yeah. So we've really bad history in Ireland of these mags and laundries. They were run by nuns and mostly nuns, actually. And there was a lot of abuse. And usually it's, it's people who had kids out of, out of not unmarried mothers because we were in the grip of Catholic Ireland. Even even when Sinead O'Connor was younger, it was only in the last 10, 15 years that like we do, our Catholicism doesn't have as much grip in this country. But before that, it was everywhere. The priests was literally in control of everything and nuns. So a lot of people were sent to the mags and the laundries. Um, and she was sent there because she was a tearaway. Like, I think she was robbing and places and didn't know what to do with her. Yes, so they put her into the mags and the laundries. Yeah. And and actually, it's... it's um, I remember she talks about in the book as well. One night there's a nursing home beside the Magdalene Laundry and she's put in there for a few nights as well and because she was still so bad. I think she tried to escape a few times. But in one way, the Magdalene Laundry, it was where she got her first break as well because it was a nun there who, uh, no, it was a nun, it was a, it was a volunteer who went in and he, uh, she was friends with um, a musician and she helped her get her first mini break, you know, and it's just, mm. so she didn't go in there. She wouldn't have probably might've got a start in music. I know it sounds terrible because they were horrific places, yeah. but for her, that kind of helped her in one way. She doesn't talk about it as it being an absolutely horrific place as such compared to what you think she would. But yeah, it was a, um, it was a volunteer who went in who was, I think it was a sister of someone in a band who helped her. So that was kind of interesting. Oh, and they like heard her sing and were like, oh, yeah. Yeah, they, and they put her in a band and she was only 15 at the time. And um, yeah, so so then then from there, she kind of got a, some recognition. And um, yeah, and slowly things kind of took off. Wow. And she was abused by her mother. Yes, yes. So she talks a lot about that. And it was really horrific abuse and really, really damaged her. And also when she was younger, she was standing on the platform. In, in Ireland, they have little trains called the Dart. It's like um, little trains that they, they go around the city in Dublin. And she was standing on the platform and the door was open and it hit her in her head, like really badly. Um, so she kind of attributes that. It could have been that that affected her mental health as well. But also the abuse for her mother, very, very horrible graphic abuse that she suffered at the hands of her mother. Um, but her father seemed like a lovely figure. Like she seemed very close to her father and uh, and her father and her stepmother as well seemed very close to her. But her, her actual mother, um, she died in a car crash. Uh, I think she was, Sinead was 18 or 19. She died in a car crash. It was very tragic. Um, but yeah, so, so she had such a tough, unbelievable upbringing, which probably informed her work as well. You would imagine it, especially with musicians, because they generally draw from their life for what they do. So you yeah. can see that she probably could have, would have brought that, you know, that trauma and passion to her music. It's kind of tragic in a way. It's like her art is so good, right? But it comes from such a bad place, which is where a lot of art comes from, right? So it's almost like, wow, your art's beautiful. But if you hadn't have gone through all that crap, like, would you have even been an artist? Would we even get any of those songs? You know, it's almost like it's it's tragic in a way. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, like. Because would she been, been been discovered if she wasn't in the Magdalene home? Right. Would, right. Yeah. So a lot of I think a lot of the best like artists are people who had like jacked up backgrounds and, um, 
And it's almost like you can feel sad, but you also are like, well, that's really good art though. Like we wouldn't have had that without your suffering. And she's such an unbelievable writer and talent. And she does this, you got later on, she got into this singing called, I think it's called Bel Canto singing. It's what, I don't know if you heard about it. It's some sort of opera singing thing. I think opera singers use it to train, but she got into this type of singing. And I don't think, like, a lot of singers like, um, you know, just like say Adele has severe, they've got severe problems with their throats and nodules because they're straining their voice all the time. That makes sense. Um, but I don't think Sinead ever had that problem because she learned to sing properly. You know, she has this, but, but even um, in Ireland, we have this show called The Late Late Show. And uh, it's, it's, I think it's the oldest, one of the oldest talk shows in the world. And everyone sits down and watches it. And I remember, was it, I think it was three or four years ago, Sinead O'Connor came on and sung, um, just sung one of her songs. And just, it's absolutely breathtaking. Like just to see the talent, you know, she still has it. Um, I, I know she kind of retired and then came back and retired again, but but her, she has something. She's something magical that it's it's you don't see in a lot of singers, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. I remember back in the day because she's so talented, right? But for some reason, and it's probably just an American thing. She's so talented and she's controversial and she's kind of fascinating. But everybody's like. But she's got a buzz cut. <laughs> That's yeah. what we were fixated on, right? The, the yeah. fact that she kind of had this kind of buzz cut thing going on. And I remember that. And we, we, we parried it, parody it in like TV shows and stuff. <laughs> so you have all of this, you know, art and controversy and fa- this fascinating woman. But we're, it shows you how juvenile we are because we're like, oh, don't check out the buzz cut. <laughs> check it out. Ooh, buzz cut. Yeah. She actually tried to grow it out at one point. She She did. did. But then people were like, hey, aren't you Enya? (laughs) (laughs) So she buzzed it again. She didn't want to be Enya. (laughs) She did. And I remember she actually described as well, her sister had beautiful, long red hair and her mother used to be really hard on the sister. And she used to, I think she used to say, oh, Sinead, um, you're beautiful or something. And then she didn't, um, she didn't want to look beautiful. She didn't want to look feminine. So... And when she was over in London, uh, she went again. She just literally went into a barber shop, a really kind of uh, a male barber shop. And I think it was like a Turkish barber or something. There's a bit in the book about it. And they didn't want to shave her head, <laughs> you know, because they didn't want to be blamed like for, for her getting rid of her hair. But uh, eventually. Don't you know who I yeah, am? <laughs> yeah. I'm Sinead O'Connor. You should be like. <laughs> yeah. I totally would. I'd be the barber shop that shaved Sinead O'Connor's head. That's awesome. Yeah. You could put that on a there... sign, man. <laughs> exactly. But, that could um, be a I marketing trick. Company, wouldn't it? The record company were horrified, absolutely horrified. I think they wanted to make her like wear short skirts and stuff at one stage, but she was like, no way. She was such yeah. a rebel. Like, yeah, was got, yeah, she was. Yeah. And, and, and I read she she sent like a letter to Miley Cyrus because Miley Miley Cyrus got all like with the tongue, the wrecking ball and the twerking yeah. and that like I'm a total prostitute kind of thing. And she was like, Miley, you're too talented for this kind of like you got to watch out because the, the music industry will exploit you and they'll exploit your sexuality. And that's what they're doing to you. And they're turning you, in, you into this kind of kind of like symbol of 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 being low and and she she she's like she's not down for that action she's totally not down for that no and, and i think she she experienced a lot of abuse herself 
you know, even not, not even from mother, from from other people as well, that she she's seen it all. And yeah. she's so in tune with things. And she tried to warn like Miley Cyrus and just other artists as well. Um, but yeah, she's she's had a like a fascinating life and um like there's been crazy times like i don't know if you know the story with prince have you heard about that story yeah so yeah it's crazy the way because nothing compares to you is uh prince wrote it and she didn't know about prince i shouldn't say she didn't hadn't met him before she recorded it um so then he invites her to his house and uh i think it's a his butler slash brother is there trying to serve her soup and it's a bit strange. And so Prince, he just didn't like Sinead O'Connor swearing. Because you know Sinead O'Connor, she swears a lot. <laughs> um, so she told him to F off, basically. <laughs> and then he challenged her to a pillow fight. And he, which he, he it was just really weird because she said it was this butler slash Prince's brother who kept trying to serve her soup and then this pillow fight thing. So then she ended up running away from Prince as he was chasing her. And she had to hide in someone's garden. It was just such a bizarre story. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much crazy. every story I've heard about Prince is a bizarre story. I get that he yeah. was a weird dude. But yeah, you'd feel sorry for her, though, because that's the thing to go. And then you meet like this guy that's considered an people idolize Prince, right? And so she goes to meet him, she yeah. did a rendition, and he's like, don't swear. <laughs> Chase Don't her. swear, but let's have a pillow fight. Let's have like, a pillow fight. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to chase you oh. around the garden with my pillow, but don't swear. <laughs> oh, it's just okay, crazy. Prince. And it's true. Like, you know, I wouldn't, I say she's not exaggerating whatsoever. It's, it's probably you know, true. <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah. This is crazy. Didn't, yeah. didn't she t- like I, I, she she kind of renounced the Catholicism stuff and then she went full blown Muslim, right? Is she? Yes. Is she still yes. Muslim? She is. And correct me if I'm wrong, but she still has a Muslim name. She just really doesn't use it. Yes. Sorry. Um, I think she she came or you can't become females can't become ordained priests in the Catholic Church, but she got ordained. I think by an Orthodox. I think in the Orthodox Catholic Church. I'm not sure. I think correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you can get females can get ordained. So she got ordained by an Orthodox Catholic, um, and she was a priest for a good while. You know, <laughs> again, That's it was great. this rebellious nature, two fingers up. Um, so I don't know. Something happened then. The way she started reading the Quran, I think, and she converted to Islam. Um, and then she was anyone who's not Muslim. She was kind of saying, "Oh, they're horrible and they're really against non-Muslim people, non-Muslims." <laughs> and yeah. then she's like, "By non-Muslims, <laughs> I mean white people." <laughs> yeah, I don't know. She's just such a rebel, but yeah, she's still a Muslim. Um, I think she, yeah, I think she's still a Muslim. Yeah, because I know she was on Twitter for a while. She has another name as well. She uses kind of an Islam Islamic name. Yeah, she uses, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, uh, yeah. I did make note of what it was though. Yeah, it's a little baddie, but you can tell she's got like stuff going on up in up in her head. Like, yeah, there's stuff definitely. going on, you know. Well, didn't definitely. she say she just struggles with like I know she struggles with depression, but also like bipolar yeah. order, bi- bipolar disorder. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think she said she was diagnosed with bipolar, but then later on, I think she said she got two other diagnoses. Um, but yeah, and then there's a whole instance with Dr. Phil. So anyone who watches Dr. Phil program um, in her book, she mentions this crazy story uh, where where Dr. Phil um, kind of she was I think she did a Facebook thing of she was really upset 
and saying like everyone's abandoned her. And then Dr. Phil um, approached her. But Dr. Phil said she approached him on a talk show, which wasn't true. And then he put her in, paid for a kind of a rehab facility. And she talks about then him kind of manipulating her and re-traumatizing her because he, he just wanted stuff for his talk for show. show. So he yeah. talked about her mother and, you know, so she said she was re-traumatized and how manipulative he was. And then he abandoned her. And so the really good thing in the book about that is a. Yeah, that doesn't surprise Dr. me. Phil's Dr. Phil's full Phil's of shit, man. Jackass, totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dog It's 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 like this yeah. entertainment crap. I well, technically, he lost his doctor license anyway, so really, he's not even a doctor. He's he's Mister Phil now. I'm ashamed to say I used to watch this program the whole time. <laughs> so it's just, but yeah, that was. I remember watching that with Nate O'Connor. And um, but it was interesting then to read the book and see like how manipulative he was. Um, and yeah, that, that he he re-traumatized her, um, which was, yeah, really, really bad. Just for viewing figures, really. Poor girl. Well, she's got a lot of great music, though. I mean, I remember back in the yes. day, she's got this really, really good. Stuff. I think it's kind of like classic, like a lot of Irish m- music, I think, is this way where it sounds modern even today, like it doesn't, it, it doesn't like, it, it kind of ages well. Right. So you can listen to it today and it sounds modern. Yeah. Like it could come out today. Right. It's not faddish at all. No. And the thing is, again, when she was on the late show in Ireland and just the power of her voice, just, you just stopping her tracks. So I'd love to have gone to a concert like um, a current person would be unreal. You know, I just she has this so total gift, and I hope she she. I know sometimes she's like, oh, people love my voice, but they don't love me. But she's so much support and so many fans, and especially I've listened to the book and all the tragedies she's been through. You know, she's realized so many people love her so much. You know, and it, it's just if she realized that, that maybe she'd make her feel a little bit better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, we love you, Sinead. Yeah, totally. Eighties and nineties really uncensored. Do. We're yeah. fans and we love you. So if you're listening to this, Sinead, she probably is. She probably is. And she's probably gonna be like, you know, Jamie, Milo, Claire, thank you for loving yeah. me. You'll be like, don't, you don't need to thank us. Thank you for being you girl. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And I think sometimes musicians don't realize that the power of their music, because it's like, I suppose when you're writing something and someone sees your work, they don't see what goes in behind it. You know, the, the blood, sweat and tears, literally. And same with music, you see the end results. And sometimes they know their own journey to get there and the pain to get there, um, which probably creates amazing work. But um, sometimes if they kind of stand back, they don't really see their work until they stand back and realize the, the power they have to affect and change people's lives. That's the thing when you're in the middle of it and you know, it, it it's hard to then see how everything out here and especially exactly. with you know, celebrity and stuff like that. Cause you hear so much of one side of everything. And, and, you know, if you're depending on how you feel about yourself, when you hear those criticisms and take that in and be like, Oh, look at her. And you know, she, shaves her head and doesn't dress pretty and she sings this song that offends people and then she yeah. so she doesn't fit in she doesn't fit the mold of what we yeah. think a female yeah, pop star should want. be right exactly and she does not doesn't want fame like that's the thing she just loved her her music um and it's yeah, like she, that's why we love her so much. That's why I think we all love her so much because she doesn't give a shit, basically. You know, she yeah. doesn't care. She doesn't give yeah. a shit. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, does she but, still but again, nothing compares to you at her concerts? Oh, I'm not sure. Is there some sort of copyright thing? Well, I'm, I'm sure, sure she does. I'm sure I would. I don't know. I just imagine like, because, you know, once that experience with Prince, maybe she's like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm not going to sing your song anymore, Prince. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think she did in Late Late Show, I think. Yeah. Did she? Okay. But again, that's even um, that music video, just like just it's just her face. Do you know? It, it's yeah, just it's just her face singing. The whole video yeah. is just her face singing. That's it. But she's like nailing it. Like, and you could feel it. Oh, yeah. Like, get yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's kind of like this podcast that way, right? Like, <laughs> like our podcasts were affecting the lives of like maybe a dozen people's yeah, commute on Monday. Exactly. Shoot, man. You're exactly. welcome, listeners. <laughs> but you know what's mad though? That the more successful you are, the more criticism you get. Like, you know, you, there's been some really, really sad cases. I don't know if you know, there's a girl called Caroline Flack in the UK who was, um, she was a really successful presenter and she got huge abuse and she actually committed suicide, which is extremely oh, wow. sad. Yeah, over the abuse. People were absolutely horrific to her. Um, but again, Sinead O'Connor, like, because it's also controversial and um, she does push people's buttons, but she's, the more success you get, the more criticism you are going to get, people will rip you apart. So it must be so hard psychologically to deal with that. And then if you have a mental illness on top of that, you yeah. know, it must be so hard. Yeah, it's messed up. People love to build people up. And then once they're up there, they love to tear them back down. Exactly. I know in Ireland, very much so. I don't know what it's like in the US. Oh, it's kind of the <laughs> no, same. It's Ireland, the way here too. Same. People are just a bunch of chimpanzees sometimes, man. Just eight brain chimps trying to, trying to build people up, build them down. That's just mean. Don't do that, people. Stop. You kind of have to have like a very strong, solid people around you. You know, you'd have to like just, you know, people to support you in mm-hmm. an instance. And I know Sinead felt very on her own and isolated. And sometimes probably she isolated herself a little bit because she was going through so much. And then obviously extremely sad what happened with her child there in January, um, who unfortunately committed suicide. And in the book as well, she talks about her children and the love for her children. And um, she has four kids from four different fathers, you know, and she talks about that. And um and even I think the, the eldest two kids are pastry chefs Ooh. and they kind of, they, um, you know, they're normalish jobs. And then this, this lad, the lad who passed away, he was apparently the singer in the family. He was, she said he was going to be his beautiful voice and everything, but obviously he was fighting his demons as well, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So it must be, I mean, there's something in the family than a genetic predisposition yeah. to it. It could something. be. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Well, we love definitely. you, Sinead. We support you. Yes. We're big fans. Yeah. We think you're awesome if you're yeah. listening. Like we have nothing ba- we, we have nothing bad to say. We think you're fascinating and, and we, we love yeah. your music. <laughs> With a great sense of humor. And I hope she comes back touring. I know it's gonna be very hard. Hey, come to Issaquah, read. Sinead. Come to Issaquah over at the community center. We have like Tuesday night, like uh Oh yeah, uh, do uh, a community center show in a small it's town. A com- in, it's a in big Washington one. We do State. a community center. We have Tuesday night uh like rock on the green. Um, and usually we just get cover bands, but we'd love to have you come down and, and just show Issaquah what's up. <laughs> You're invited, Sinead. No, but she could do the uh what's the uh, winery up in Woodenville? Uh, Saint oh, Michel. Chateau Saint Chateau. Michel. Yeah, they get good bands up there. Chris they do. They do. Up there, um, like yeah, a bunch yeah. Of 
actually towards the smaller venues. Like I know in Banlaslow as well, where I am at the moment, there's a little, there's a town hall and we had an Irish band called Boyzone. I don't know if Milo knows it. I uh, but feel like it was a re- mentioned that kind in of the past. Band. No, no, I think you're thinking of Bewitched. <laughs> Maybe. Bewitched. Bewitched. I think Bewitched might have come here as well, but Boyzone really cheesy. They're first kind of um, band uh, that's manufa- well, manufactured in Ireland anyway by a guy called Louis Walsh. And they came to our local town hall before they were famous. You know, and our town hall is like really yeah. old. And, yeah. <laughs> so I remember that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Telling you, Issaquah is the next hot spot. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Sinead, you're invited. Come on down. We love I you. I love that name, actually. Issaquah. It's very kind of Native American kind of sounding. Yeah, it's a native word for the sound of that water birds make. Is it? I, I thought it was the name of the tribe that used to be there before the white no, man moved no. in and kicked them out. No, no, that was that's like the Snoqualmie. Oh, yeah, yeah Snoqualmie. Yeah. Oh my God, that sounds so compared to where I'm from, Banlaslow. It sounds a bit harsh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Generally. a lot of those like uh, towns and stuff in in the U.S. It's like they're named after who was there before they got kicked yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I think we should wrap it up here. Uh, if you want to follow us, uh, it's the eighties and nineties dot com. The website, the eighties and nineties com is our Twitter feed. Claire, do you have a social media or anything you want to shout out? And if people want to see what you're up to, um, yes. So Instagram, you can follow me on Instagram and all my comedy exploits at at Claire Milan. That's Claire with an I, and my surname is M I L L A N E. So Ask uh, Claire Milan. Yeah. Uh, no, Ash. Sorry, at it's my Claire accent. So, oh, so it's yeah, not at Ask Claire Milan. <laughs> no, <laughs> we need to put it in the show notes, bro. It'll be in the show notes. <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, in the show notes. But yes, you follow my comedy exploits and all that kind of weird artistic stuff that I do slash awesome. whatever I do. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. And I usually end the show with a bit of a joke, but of course, mental health and child abuse is no laughing matter. So instead, I will just say, don't judge until you know a person's history and we will leave it at that well thanks for having me thank you yeah. thanks cool. for joining you know us. a lot about Sinead O'Connor she read the book you uh, yeah you know I'm actually book. interested in listening to that book now especially since I know that she um if she actually narrates it herself I think that would be good yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually hit yeah. that up and she's a lovely voice. Um, and if, if she doesn't do the singing, she should do narrations or voiceovers for television. She's a really nice voice. Um, and she started writing for not a newspaper for a while as well, like a little column, which is very hilarious. You could actually do a whole podcast about just kind of random shit, right? Like oh, <laughs> yeah. Connor, she started writing for a newspaper. Then she newspaper, became Muslim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's a trick writer. Like she, her, then she had a yeah, pillow fight with her. Prince. <laughs> <laughs> All this stuff, her man. Brother, <laughs> so her brother is a fantastic writer. He's a world-renowned. Joseph O'Connor is an amazing writer. So it's obviously writing artistic talent in her family as well. 